Here's a question for you. Just how far are the radical left and inside the Beltway bandits willing to go to stop him? They all know they hate him for winning the fight to protect life, for exposing their deep state, for draining their precious swamp. And they already know he'll crush Biden. So like a pack of rabid wolves, they attack. So let's impeach him. Let's get tainted radical left prosecutors to charge him. Let's conspire with Hillary and the FBI with fake stories about him. All to distract from Biden's incompetence, weakness, and money-grabbing corruption. But here's the thing, he'll never blink. That's called having the courage of your convictions. And it's why he's our president. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Hello, patriots. Welcome to another episode of the Patriot Review. I have a fairly long interview today, but a good one. And um, we're going to get to that in just a minute. I uh, wanted to wish everybody a happy Father's Day, and I just wanted to uh, just to kind of bring a post that I put out today into a little bit and just say that, uh, you know, first of all, happy Father's Day to all fathers, but here's to all of us single and divorced patriot dads. You know, we have full plates and busy lives also. We're called toxic, homophobic, domestic terrorists, and everything under the sun. We teach our sons to be men and our daughters to value their value and strength and we provide uh, fortitude determination structure discipline and uh, so much more so just wishing everybody a happy father's day and i uh, wanted to recognize all the dads out there so it is uh episode 121 legacy of freedom and uh, mr jeremy ryan slade as i said at the top of the hour is the guest uh, we had a, a really good talk about you know what it means to be a patriot what the legacy of a patriot should be we talked a lot about you know just uh, the state of things that we have uh, that we're seeing in our country right now and um you know kind of uh his take and my take on on everything and um you know it was very very close and very interesting that you know there are so many of, of us out here who uh have the same kind of thoughts and the same kind of beliefs and the same foundation uh, you know, yet we're depicted as being the out, the outliers, the outsiders, the people who are the extremists, the ultra mega, and, and those sorts of things. When in actuality, you know, we're pretty, uh, pretty straight down the center uh, American patriots who believe in the Constitution, believe in our form of government as it's supposed to be, and isn't, thanks to the Uniparty. And uh, so much more. So I'm going to get to uh, the interview here real quick. And uh, in the middle, we'll take a break. And then we'll come back, finish it off. And I'll have some closing thoughts. And that will wrap it up. So you can uh, go fire up your grills and have a good time with your family, as you should be doing. And uh, let's get to it. I'd like to have, I'd like to welcome very special guest, Jeremy Ryan Slate, who Jeremy, I'm going to read just a little bit of your bio first. It sure. Says, uh, you're the host of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. You uh, went to Oxford University, and you have a master's in early Roman Empire propaganda. Maybe you could get a job at the White House. 
<laughs> so, so you know, you you've uh, you're a young guy, but you've really had a lot of uh, success, which is awesome. That's what America's about. Your podcast was na- named the number one podcast to listen to by Inc. Magazine in 2019, as well as the top 40 under 40 in Podcast Magazine in 2022. So congratulations on that. Welcome to the show. I look forward to talking with you here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm closing in on 40. I, I turned 36 a couple weeks ago. So it's like I don't make those like young gun awards anymore. Now it's just like you're almost 40. And after that, I don't know what happens. <laughs> well, your metabolism slows down. You start to forget things. It's it's all downhill from there. <laughs> well, you got you got some time yet. You're OK. So, you know, people probably wonder, you know, what, why Patriot Review is a, you know, it's a America first kind of a political type of show. Why would I have a guy who's really, his business is making others successful in podcasting? Number one, because I'm selfish and I want to learn something. And number two, I think these principles that we're going to talk about are very likely applicable to all parts of our life in one way or another. So it's always a pleasure having people who are innovators, creators, uh, you know, path burners like yourself. So again, I appreciate you being here. My first question for you is: Can I add a number three? Sure, um, I, 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 I'm very much America first too. If you if you follow me on on Twitter, I'm entirely too loud. Um, so, <laughs> so, so so I think yeah. we're on the same page, my man. That's awesome to hear. And um, <laughs> you know, anybody who's America first is is welcome. Anybody who's not America first is welcome. But I probably won't agree a lot with what they have to say. So. It's always a pleasure to have uh, new people on my show. And as I always say, anybody who's on my show becomes a friend that I'm uh, more than willing to help out in any way I can. And, um, you know, that's that's just a fact. And I've really gotten a lot of good friendships out of doing this. I've been I did this uh, because of January 6th is what really started me doing this. And um, my story, Jeremy, just briefly is I was diagnosed with a disability in 2019 God put me in this path of doing what I'm passionate about. So, um, so here I am and here we are. So tell me, you know, give me a little bit of your backstory that people might not know if they're seeing you for the first time, what, what led you to this place in your life and why you're doing what you're doing? Well, interestingly enough, um, I wanted to be a college professor, which looking back, I know what, what the heck do you actually do with that? Um, I had gotten my undergrad degree and, uh, I was double major in Catholic theology and, uh, religious studies. And I got my master's in, uh, early Roman empire propaganda. So it's like not a very, these aren't very applicable skills in the world of like getting a job and like producing things in the world. Um, but I ended up, um, in 2012, uh, getting a, a job at a, at a Catholic school. Cause you don't need like much teaching experience or any kind of certification or anything like that. They just stick you in a room with 40 kids and say, good luck. And, uh, I very quickly, uh, became super unhappy with my job, um, mainly because you see me now, I look like I'm about 20. So you can imagine what I look like at 24. Um, I looked like I was about 17. So I had my coworkers trying to give me detentions. Um, and <laughs> the kids did not respect me very much because I, I literally looked like I was a sophomore. So I got burnt out super, super quick. And then actually, um, not long into that process, my mom ended up having a stroke. And it made me look at a lot of the different things I was doing in my life and, and try to figure out, like, what do I actually want to do? So I tried so many different things. Um, in-home personal training, um, which when you don't factor in gas prices and travel and stuff like that, you don't make very much money. Um, network marketing. I sold products on Amazon. I built websites. I did all these different things that didn't really work out for me. And I started a podcast in 2015 that absolutely took off. We had 10,000 listens in our first month. And we had a lot of people asking us for, for our help. So we started this agency 
uh, command your brand in, in 2016, and we've we've been helping people ever since then. Um, interestingly enough, though, um, you know, kind of through all the BS that we've observed through the pandemic and everything else, um, I started in 2020, finally saying all the things publicly that I used to say privately, mm-hmm. and uh, I pissed off about half my audience, which was fine um, because they left me, and I ended up just really doing things that mattered to me. Like, you know, we started talking to people like, you know, Mike Lindell and Patrick Byrne and uh, General Michael Flynn and just really learning, like, what do we need to know about and how do we be more causative rather than just doing things that don't matter? That's awesome. You have a similar path to me. I tried many different things as far as the, uh, you know, the, the website building and all those sorts of things. And um, here I find myself, you know, and Mike Lindell I've met and I'm on Mike's channel. Uh, it's my home right now. It's Frank's Frank TV. Yeah, and um, I'm about to I'm about to announce uh, something something that I'm really looking forward to and excited about, but I'm not quite there yet. And um, you know what I find is that when you start out something like this, at least for most of us, I got into this. I didn't. I really didn't know what I'm doing, and I, I honestly didn't didn't care because for me it was more about my own. Um, my own therapy, just being able to speak up and speak out and, and that sort of thing. So, but now I'm getting to the point where, you know, I, I believe like I have a, I have a documentary or a filmmaking company called America first productions. We just released a documentary this uh, past month that's doing very well. And, you know, I, I believe that the message is important enough that you don't charge for the message. Right. So the documentary is free. But at the same time, you have to make money in order to keep going. And and sure. uh, so so I find myself now being very curious about the, about your expertise because I do want to I do want to be able to rely on what I'm doing as uh, putting so I can put food on my table, right? So sure. Um, so so that's where I'm at. And there's a lot of people out there. I think the frustration today is, and what you personally lived through is how do you go about just um, doing something about what you're frustrated about? And you spoke up and you lost half your following. And that really is a reflection on them and not you. You know, the the other side always says their claims like they're tolerant, but they're certainly not tolerant. And um, you just got to pull the trigger, right? I mean, if you, if you have something to say, you can't be afraid to do it. If you're afraid to do it, things only get worse. Is that right? No, it's it's totally true. And at the same time, I think too much on on it's it's hard to say, you know, on the right, because at the same same time, I feel like I, you know, I and a lot of people that are America first don't really fit on the right, you know, like right. the, the the kind of conservative ink type of side of things. Yep. But I think we we have a, a tendency to um, tolerate too much, if that makes sense. And then, you know, you tolerate, tolerate, tolerate. And that allows kind of the other side to, to creep so I think it, it is kind of speaking up when you notice something, you know, saying, hey, I'm not OK with that. Or a lot of times what I find myself talking about more often is it starts in your home. And I think often it's, you know, are you making a good family life? Are you instilling morals and values in your kids? Like, are you, you know, kind of creating and raising a family um, that's going to create something better out there? Because I think at the same time, um, I don't know if you saw, but I saw the, the documentary Plandemic 3 that just came out like yeah. a couple weeks ago. I, I just finished it. I, I will tell you, like, things don't. Uh, things rarely emotionally affect me. Yeah. Um, the last 10 minutes of that documentary, I actually cried um, because you, when you realize that they really want your kids, that's the right. scary part. And you start realizing if I can take responsibility for that, for that small thing, I can have an impact. And I think that's what it comes down to. Well, you know, everything, everything um, 
you know, everything is is really the, the victims of all of this. And I, I describe this as kind of a spider web. So COVID is just one strand in that web of, and we're in the center, we're the target. This, they're all coming, they're coming at us from all directions with these different individual strands in this web. And so, so your documentary, my documentary, both about COVID, but, you know, breaking the elf is a little bit different. If you haven't seen it, I'd love for you to watch it and give me your feedback sure. because it's, it's about COVID. It's about specifically Grace Shara, whose dad has been out and interviewing and done hundred of interview, hundreds of interviews about uh, her case. And uh, she was a 19 year old down syndrome, uh, uh, afflicted, young lady and um, basically killed by the protocols in the hospital. But there's um, there's a larger view that it takes. And that that view is that, you know, we are going down the path. And to your point, we were tolerating too much. And we're seeing the same types of things happen that the 1930s Germans saw happening and the, the fascism that's coming out from the left in the, in that sense, you know, so. So we're both I think it's we're... a little new, more nuanced than that, though, too, because I think I think the, the thing people miss um, and, and I, I. If they don't know a lot about it, I really would recommend that your your listeners read more about Mao's cultural revolution, mm -hmm. because in actuality, that's the exact playbook we're living through. Like, yes, right. we see what happened in Germany and what happened um, in, in uh, with the fascist side and also what happened, um, you know, in the USSR and things like that. But with the playbook we're living by is actually the Mao's cultural revolution. He's went and bought all of our, our politicians. Um, you know, the, 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 I'm talking about Xi Jinping here. He's bought, bought all of our politicians. But in the cultural revolution, what Mao did is he grabbed the youth. Right. And if you can grab the youth and separate them from their families and start creating identity groups, that's how you win and how you basically take over society. And that is exactly what we're living through right, right. now, man. Well, you know, that's that's similar to all of them. I mean, Hitler had the Hitler youth, right? And the, sure. the, the film does go into China and does go into the Soviet Union briefly. The overall point is just exactly what you're saying is that it's a it's it's a gradual inching forward to destroy the the society that made us what we are. And you know, we're seeing that. And to your point earlier, it's just a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And before you know it, you find yourself at this place where, you know, our kids are learning about um uh, transgenderism and oral sex at eight years old, right? And it's just, it's just to the point where I think many Americans, you know, as a parent, you, you're kind of like, well, you know, you'd like to think that your kids are receiving the same education you did. And then you wake up and you realize what they're actually hearing and what they're actually learning. So <laughs> I think there's a shock factor out there, but I think that the shock factor now has pretty much worn off. And yeah. now it's more of a, you know, I, I need to do something about this. What do you think about that? No, I, I think that's exactly what it is. Because here's the thing you have to consider, too, is when, when you look at, um, like, how China specifically does things, like, they're looking at things that are hundreds of years, right? Whereas we're like, okay, so we're planning for the next four years, the next mm -hmm. eight years, whatever it may be. They will take 100 years to do any, anything. And I think the fact that it's so gradual you know, like just like a frog in the boiling water, right? Like it goes up a degree, a degree, a degree, you don't notice. And I think unless we unless we really understand what's happening, we're, we're not really paying attention for that. I think for most people, they're, they're not looking and that, that's really dangerous. I think you're right. I think, you know, that um, there's, a, there's a saying in the Islamic religion that basically translates to circle the mountain until you can conquer your enemy. And that is that is basically what's happening with us. And, you know, we're watching our freedom and our independence go away. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's to the point now where it's very blatant and it's, it's in our faces. And um, I think all, all along the way, but in different ways, they've used fear. Yes. And first it was, you know, COVID and the pandemic and now then it was the vaccines. And you know, now it's, uh, it, well, for a long time, it's been, we're going to call you names if you have any independent thought whatsoever. You know, you're a homophobe or you're misogynistic or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, my hope is that people are, have finally reached the point where they said, you know what, you, you don't define me. I'm going to step out and I'm going to do, uh, you know, what I need to do to save this country. For, for me personally, you sounded like you sound like you've already reached this point. But for me personally, you know, going through a midlife crisis that everybody knows you go through, you know, I thought, what's my legacy going to be? And I decided mm -hmm. my legacy was going to be to fight for whatever I could for the freedom of future generations. And sure. And um, so how do you apply, you know, your, your theories, principles, uh, recommendations, uh, consultations, you know, your when you come at this from a, a business standpoint, how have you applied that to your personal life and how can you tell people to, you know, get off the couch and use the same principles to be part of a solution here? So here's what's really interesting because um, you know I've I've been doing this this podcast thing for eight almost nine years now, and I uh, early on I was you know interviewing lots of entrepreneurs which which I still do and best selling authors and things like that but like that was really the purpose of what I did, and I found that once I started having more conversations that were things that I actually care about and that actually matter to me and interviewing people that you know actually had the data and actually had the information we actually started attracting more clients that I really liked. So that's what I found really interesting. Cause I think sometimes people are, are really afraid to just kind of embrace who they are and embrace what they believe. And because of that, um, you're not really polarizing enough, right? It doesn't mean that you need to go out there and like insult every person in front of you. But right. what I mean is like really have an opinion and really stand for something. And, and when we've done that and we found out how to communicate it well um, and, and, and brand it well, we've really pulled in people that are like, because we're of the same mindset and because we're in the same worldview, they number one want to work with us but number two like we work better together and i think that's really really important because sometimes people really just take too much of this like vanilla type of stance mm -hmm. and when you do that number one you're not going to be aligned with your own truth but number two you're going to attract people that really don't align with what you want to do and for us that that's really what it's come down to that's awesome so for me personally i told you that, you know a little bit ago that you know, I believe I'm I'm doing this for the message and because it's uh you know it's, it's more of a therapy for myself just to feel sure. like I'm um you know at least accomplishing something or or doing something. But you know, so the people who have come to me and you know tried to play the game that they can say anything and I'm just gonna take it have been surprised because I've basically just said, you know, I don't I don't care. You, know, you right. can think, think what you want or say what you want, but you know, you're a fool. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, so I, I don't play that game, and I and I think that makes it maybe a little harder for me because there are people who want to appease everybody and try to be as centrist as they possibly can. And so, but the number one thing you you mentioned family. So how does a person? You know, I think you have to start first in your own circle, right? I mean, how does a person yeah. break through that to get uh, to to get by that issue that they have with their family? Because we all do. We all have opposing opinions and sometimes it gets pretty heated so tell me about your experience in in that and what your recommendations are there so the one part of it is um 
for us, we also uh, we live in Northwest New Jersey, which surprisingly um, I'm in New Jersey, uh, which is one of the most corrupt states in the country. But uh, where I am, it's a little bit it's a lot more like rural. So where we are, we have like four acres of land. We have farm animals and stuff like that. So my kids are out there you know, taking care of the chickens and feeding the pig and doing all those sorts of things, gra- gathering the eggs at night. So we've started with responsibilities for our kids. And I think that's really, really important to have physical work and responsibilities. Um, one of the biggest things that's fallen out with, you know, my generation and after is the idea of physical work and its importance. So that's one one part of what we've done. The other part is um, we're homeschooling, um, mainly because the, the school system terrifies me right now, because I know how we got here, right? I know it comes from, uh, you know, Marxist thought getting into the colleges of education and kind of coming down into our schools. So for me, if I can start there and educate my kids correctly, so they actually know what happens, so they actually understand the world around them, they can think properly and look at look at uh, situations properly. So that's one part of it. The other part about it is is also taking responsibility for for religion in your home. I think uh, we've become very um, too secular as a society, if that makes sense. Yep. We've lost our spirituality, and because of that, um, we've lost a lot of our our morality because. You know, if you want to, you can look at it however you want, but America was founded as a Judeo-Christian society. And mm-hmm. because of that, our, our morals and values and our mores and things like that are are founded upon that. And if you don't have that in your home, um, you're, you're not really going to help your family create the proper moral standard for, um, you know, the kids you're putting out in, into the world. I feel like I'm interviewing myself here. <laughs> <laughs> so far, you haven't said anything that I disagree with at all. Um, you know, so... So tell me though, what about extended family? I mean, have you have you had any issues getting pushback from? I don't know if you have siblings or or cousins. I'm or... I'm an only child, um, and I don't know how to describe this, but like New Jersey is blue, except for the upper um, left hand corner, which is where I am. Everything's red. So like, really, it's my my upbringing's been conservative. My family extended family has been conservative. So for me, I guess being outside of that would be different than the mean, if that makes sense. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I, uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, although I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just a horrific um, sight to come upon. It was exactly. Our daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that, the color of grace changed. And um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. person step foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, 
die in front of your eyes. You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. We're about news, commentary, conversations, truth, liberty, and God. We stand for American values and our flag. We believe that the Constitution is a document that fortifies rights already given to us by our Creator. We will not apologize for our love of God and country, ever. We are right, America media. Hello Patriots, now you can show your trust in Trump and your faith in Jesus at the same time. You can purchase the Trust in Trump 2024 Have Faith in Jesus tea at redbloodedpatriots.com slash shop. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Hope you're enjoying the interview so far. We'll get right back to it after this. Just a reminder that, first of all, Breaking the Oath, the documentary, which is on Rumble and uh, CloudHub, it's on my website at redbloodedpatriots.com. Uh, it's on the uh, main website for the film, which is America First, the number one, ST, AmericaFirstProductions.com. That documentary is free to watch. You can, however, help support me by purchasing the director's edition which allows you to download the documentary and share it, which allows you to have access to extended interviews and you get a lot more truth bombs in the extended interviews. You get to see the director's story behind the story, which is coming soon. That's not out there yet, but it's gonna be. 
And, uh, of course, you get discounts on some uh, breaking the oath art and some, some gear and stuff. So, again, America First, the number one stproductions.com is where you go for that. Now, as I mentioned, you know, the, the documentary is free. All the documentaries that I'm going to be producing, I'm, uh, I'm going to be producing, are going to be free. But I do need uh, some help. So if you can get the director's editions of the documentaries, then you get a little bit more for it in exchange for a little bit of cash. So right now it's a, it's a $29.99. But if you use America First, America number one ST, as a coupon code, you get $10 off. It brings it back down to $19.99. So I think it's a good deal for, for what you get for that price. Uh, next documentary up, I am going to be doing a documentary called Children of Tyranny and the War on Parents' Rights. We talked about that a little bit last week. Um, I've got a six-part docu-series also that I have been, I've had on the burner for over a year now, and uh, the COVID thing pushed it out of the way. So these are the kind of the two projects that I'm doing. Now also, with America First Productions, you're going to get some events. So uh, I've got uh, a series of events that are going to be on Innocence Lost, Modern Day Slavery. It's going to be on trafficking. And we're going to have some great guests for that. You can sign up for the first one already, even though the date hasn't been set in stone yet. So check that out again. Uh, you can go to America First Productions for that event as well. Check that out. And as always, you can see all of my Patriot Review shows on uh, redbloodedpatriots.com. So check those out. Thank you for sticking with me here. Thank you for supporting me. And now back to the interview. People fight the fight within their own. Every holiday is... Uh, Every holiday is a is a chore that nobody looks forward to because nobody can say anything and everybody's walking on broken glass and everything else, you know. But, I'm that um, relative that won't shut up though. So yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah that's that's as you can imagine how I am as well. But it hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't really changed anybody's mind, and nor will it, you know. But yeah. Well, um, it's G I don't know if you're familiar with G.K. Chesterton, um, uh, the writer G.K. Chesterton. No. Um, so it's like in the early 1900s. He was a uh, a Christian writer. And he always said that, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said that the, the only real two real things to talk about are politics and religion, and all other things come out of those. And interestingly enough, those are the two things people want to avoid, right? Well, because right. Those are... <laughs> and that's that's only a recent thing. I mean, that's yeah. You know, it wasn't like that before. Well, I think I think it died with Reagan. I think people were were able to have a discussion, at least what I remember around that time you know and that's mm. when i that's when i was in my teen years and stuff so um well i think reagan gets a little bit too much credit though too because one of the the he actually did one of the major things that's hurting the family and that's allowing no fault divorce to happen mm -hmm. because now you know like i can just say like all right i'm leaving see you and it, to me that's really degraded the family yeah and no doubt and you know every president makes mistakes sure i, I was speaking for more of a timeline thing you know where yeah I think the family had uh, started to get destroyed enough when Clinton was in that it, that's kind of when the, yeah. the real heat started, you know, especially the morality question, um, you know, but um, so, so from your standpoint and looking at what you're seeing today, whether it's our, uh, our servitude to China and the guy who, in my opinion, stole the election is in the white house and is, being handled i don't think he's cognizant of, of what he's even doing i think he reads a teleprompter and they might give him some kind of a drug to to keep him going i don't know if you're a trekkie at all but there was a 
I, I I was more of a Star Wars guy. I'm not yeah. having much much Star Trek. Well, there's an episode of uh, Star Trek, the original series, where uh, they go down to a planet and they're supposed to meet uh, a commander or a captain or an admiral. I don't remember, but somebody who was part of Starfleet, and he had he had co-opted the planet and used the the Nazi model for uh, the polit- the political model of the mm-hmm. of the of the planet there. And uh, he he was just about dead, and they had to keep pumping him full of drugs. And he would he would address people behind the microphone, and and then he would uh, go back into his semi unconscious state. And that's kind of how I view Biden in the White House. He's he's just you know he's just not there, and it's incredibly dangerous. Me personally, I think this is the most this is the greatest amount of danger the worst time in the history of humanity because the technology we have now and the the what's going on with the one world government new world order fanatics and the world economic forum mm-hmm. um you know they don't they no longer have to they no longer have to have a conquest by tanks and guns and bombs it's now you know the 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 propaganda the media the the um the the needle right i mean yeah these are things that they're using to install this one world government and where we had the united states in the past you know our own worst enemy is our government right now do you what do you think about all that so like it's tough because there's like there's kind of how we got here and where we are now because i know if you look at it um 1913 was like a really really rough year for america to me that's the year we cease being a republic because we had we we had the uh, Federal Reserve that happened that year, we had income tax that happened that year, and we also had the Seventeenth Amendment. And everybody forgets about the Seventeenth Amendment, man. But I, it's it's a really important one because that's where the Senate went from the state legislatures voting for the Senate, and it became more of a, a popular election. And if you look at that, from that date forward, the Senate stopped serving a purpose, right. right? Because it's like we already have Congress. We don't need we don't need a Senate too. Then if they don't represent the state legislature, which is why we had two different plans, right. um, the Virginia plan and the New Jersey plan. Um, but I, so when you when you look at it, that's that's one part of how we got here, right? Is the the for the last over a hundred years, the republic has been you know degrading. So that's one part of it. The other part about it is you look at what's happened with kind of the intelligence community, and you know after 9/11, the FBI really changed more from a law enforcement arm to more of an intelligence arm. Mm-hmm. So now we have. You know, they're using FISA to to look at to watch Americans and things like that. So, yeah. yeah, So it's like and anytime they name something like the Patriot Act, like they if they name something the Loving America Act, man, run away. Um, Exactly. But like so we have kind of this in the background, right, of the intelligence community basically being like this new Praetorian Guard um, deciding who gets to be, you know, emperor or in this case, president. And the Justice Department and the FBI are part of the executive branch. And what started to happen is we have these what are supposed to be three co-equal parts of government. And what's happened is the executive branch has become so much more powerful than the other two. You know, this was under Bush. This was under Obama. And as much as I love him, this is also under President Trump as well, like ruling by executive order and things like that. So what's really happened is it's gotten so out of whack that it's like if you just have the executive branch, you can do just about anything. So the powers that be like love having somebody like Biden in there because the guy's basic, basically brain dead. Right. So whoever's puppeteering him just writes up the executive orders and then they help him sign them. So it's we've gotten to this kind of really weird standpoint in history. And even you know with President Trump getting elected, um, he couldn't do a heck of a lot because the FBI and, and, and these other powers that be didn't want him there. Right. So for four years, they've tried trying to figure out how to get rid of him. So 
unless we can fix the intelligence community and some of these other wheels of government and give power back to the legislative legislative and, and uh, uh, judicial branches, mm-hmm. we're, we're in trouble, man. Yeah, and you'd be happy to know that I am one person who's mentioned the 17th Amendment many times. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) forgets about it, man. No, I I don't, because, you know, I mean, everybody says, everybody says, uh, you know, one way you can make a difference is to affect your local politics. And, you know, I'm all about getting the decisions that matter as local as possible um you know so what so the 17th amendment just kind of naturally fell in it for me as well well here and, we can go we can go back to the 2020 election right with what happened right. um um with, with um mike pence presiding over you know the the yeah. the uh, looking at the electoral college because what would happen then is the state legislatures were the ones that were upset and when you have uh somebody looking at an election issue what happens is it, it can be the the issue can be raised by a congressperson, but it has to be signed by a senator or it's not valid. So what would happen is if the state legislatures had a problem. Well, then they could say, I'm challenging this because. But because there's no state legislature have being represented, it doesn't really matter. Right. Right. And, and not only that, but I mean, in, in the case of Pennsylvania, as an example, you know, their constitution and the federal constitution, both state, that's a legislature that determines you know, the, the rules around voting and, and elections. And uh, instead, they, you know, they have a, a judge who says, we're going to do it this way. And other states have a governor that says, we're going to do it this way. So that itself made that election void, in, in my opinion. That that itself should have should have resulted in a, a redo. And uh, it didn't. Well, they, they have the right to do that by state. But the problem is they didn't they didn't go by what their own state constitution said. Right, right? that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and in, instead of uh, the election law coming from the state legislatures, they chose to listen to a judge or a governor. That's my point. Correct. And they and they were, you know, that's illegal, and uh, nothing happened from it. And you know, the media, of course, is the biggest lapdog of of this left left wing fascist takeover. And fascism, by the way, I I state boldly that fascism is a product of the left. There is no there is no extreme white right wing person who believes in big government. And fascism is total government control. And even anarchy, uh, I always say anarchy is more is more correct for the right, but it depends on what the cause is. If if the anarchist cause are more socialistic or communistic, then that too is a product of the left. So, you know, I, I I'm just tired of being depicted as this this domestic terrorist because of my gender and skin color and um when the well, I think t- I, terrorists I think are one in, in uh, office I think one part of it is though like the political spectrum as we see it like doesn't really exist if that makes sense like you know it, it's because if you it's G. Edward Griffin has kind of a different way he looks at it, right? Like you have kind of freedom on one end and you have totalitarianism on the other. And totalitarianism may have different faces, right? You know, communism, fascism, socialism, Marxism, whatever it may be. And, you know, because the the left and the right on the extremes, as I see it right now, like they're not that different, right? Like they they kind of really want state control. They, They really want a lot of these different things. And it's actually as you kind of go gradiently towards what's considered the middle, where people can kind of see issues differently. And I just, I think our political spectrum right now is just all out of whack because it really, it doesn't make sense for where we live now. That's true. You know, and I'm not, I'm not quite with you on the far right. I I think the far right is, is more, um, 
you know, more of the militia mindset where it's just. Well, I, I guess I don't way. mean that. I mean, I mean more of like uh, the conservative ink type people, like the ones that would be like, all right, you know, uh, Paul Ryan and, and the like. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. that, that would that that the, would rather. I call that the uniparty. I call that. Yeah, the, OK. That, that's more of what I mean than, than, yeah, than the, the, yeah. the far right. I mean, like your people like Paul Ryan and, and right. Ronna McDaniel and people like that. Right. The rhinos, the uniparty that are in it to, to maintain power and increase power yes. and wealth. Those are the folks that are dangerous. And, you know, I used to be uh, I used to call myself a Republican and I don't anymore because the, I, I really believe it in the uniparty. And I believe that, like you said, I mean, this just is not it's not what it was meant to be. And, uh, you know, we need to get back there. So that's the logical question. How, in your mind, do you think we get back to real capitalism? We get back to a constitution that's actually honored and uh, and taught. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? What's the solution? Elect Ron Paul ten years ago. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would have done. Um, it. Get rid of the Fed. Well, be, get rid of the Fed. If, what it what it has to be, man, is is it, we have to get back to the Constitution and what it means because we're really operating super constitutionally right now, right? Um, if you if you look at it, um, I was in I was in Times Square the other night, and there was this new sign that was up, which I have not right. seen before. And it was the sign said that Times Square is a gun free zone. I'm like, wait, they can suspend the Second Amendment in one part of the country? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So like, so to me, we we need to the, the Bill of Rights needs to be real, right? It needs to be real and living. Um, we we need to take a look at um, you know, ending the Fed. We need to take a look at um, getting rid of income tax because they're just spending like drunken sailors anyway. And we also need to take a look at getting rid of the 17th Amendment. I think that's a great place to start Amen. because we need to bring control back to where it's supposed to be. Now, we've really developed two classes of people, um, the everyday people like you and myself, and then the political class. And the political class, they'll vote themselves a raise. They'll do whatever right. they may do. And, and unless we handle that, um, we're in trouble because like I, I loved her when she got elected and I'm pretty upset at Marjorie Taylor Greene now because you look at it and she's, you know, Kevin McCarthy's best friend and, you know, we're supporting raising the debt ceiling and all these different things. And I just feel like people have all these good intentions when they get elected and then they get in there and they and they just kind of do something else. And it's just we need people to be held accountable. And I don't know if that's term. Yeah. I, I think part of it is term limits, but a part of it is also term limits for staffers because the people that work for these people go from um you know government to government they go from uh you know administration to administration and they don't leave so a lot of times they're the one forcing the long-term issues so it's just there's a lot that needs to needs to be handled here man but if we mm -hmm. can start kind of to me if we can start with handling our families and in the home then we're, we're kind of influencing the next generation i think that's that's a good place to start yeah i had this discussion on my show yesterday um you know the the uh, the the younger generation has always has always rebelled, you know, and that's just a part of nature in my belief. And sure. um, and we're seeing that, and we're seeing more younger people start to be more conservative. We're seeing more younger people um, find their faith, which is great to see. So I think you're right there, and maybe the question then becomes, you know, is there enough time to do what is necessary to do before before there's bloodshed? Do you think that there is bloodshed on the way, or where do you stand on that? I, I think we need to really ramp down the rhetoric if we're going to stop that from happening, because this is this is this is the issue I see right now. If you look at um, with what's happening with what's happening with President Trump, we just had the the, the federal indictment last week. 
um, which I was actually surprised with. I expected a Georgia indictment to come first and then, but so, so that's still coming, right? We had the New York indictment. There's uh, the federal indictment. There's a Georgia indictment out there. It's going to happen soon. There's also a second federal indictment because this was in the, the this was in Florida. There's a second right. federal indictment coming in, in the district of DC. Mm-hmm. So to me, we're getting at a place where the regular people don't feel like they can have an impact. And that's a really big problem because when you start to have an angry populace, you're, you're kind of causing the pot to boil over. I think we're so already I, there. I, yeah, we're already there. But I think that the problem is, right, because you look at it and what do we all want? We all want accountability. But if you start going tit for tat, then it puts us in right. a situation of like, well, government doesn't matter anymore. We need some form of government because it's an agreement between people. But if we start going tit for tat, we're in trouble as well. So like we're yeah. kind of damned if we do it and if we don't right now. So I don't know how I feel about it, you know? Yep, I think that's exactly right. And I, I hope that it doesn't get to that point. I hope that we still go through legal avenues and we, you know, we succeed in doing that. And, um, you know, I, I have a, a shop on my web page, you know, and um, one of the shirts that I design, it says, uh, trust in Trump have faith in Jesus and mm-hmm. people need to understand, like you said earlier, that even if he gets elected in 2024, he's not going to be able to change everything that needs to be changed. And there's, it's a long haul. And yes. And um, we, that's why we all need to be part of the solution. Um, so in this discussion, you know, one of my questions for you that comes up is uh, your feelings on a upvote or downvote for a convention of states. In terms of what, looking at the is it, Constitution? Is it the right or? thing to do, or is it is it really too risky to do because we end up worse than what we are today? This is my thought process on it, and I've had a lot of discussions with people that are you know are really interested in having a convention of states. I'm against it for the reason of I think if we open that can of worms up, they're going to find a way to stuff it just like they stuffed the ballot box. So I think what ha- what happens is we need to apply the laws we already have, not rewrite them. I think that's what it comes down to. We're, we're not we're not evenly applying the laws we already have. Um, instead, we're right. you know we're we're using um, the ATF to legislate when we have a Second Amendment. We shouldn't be. Um, we, you know we're we're not enforcing our immigration laws. Like we have right. enough laws, man. Like we have we have enough laws, and I, and I, and and we have a constitution that's well written. If we follow it, if we apply it as as is, um, I think we're in good shape. But I think to me, to open it up, you're kind of opening a Pandora's box where to, we, we could lose our freedom. You know, even though I think people are very well intentioned to look at it that way, I think opening it up puts us in a really difficult position and in a position where we could lose what we have. Very well could, without a doubt. I think that the 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 folks who are behind it, you know, they don't. They don't think that that's a possibility, perhaps, but it certainly is. And um, it's something that we have to be cognizant of if we ever get to that point, for sure. You know, so uh, I'm going to give you just a, a minute here to give all your, your social uh, media information and where people can find you, what you're working on, and whatever sure. else you want to say. Yeah, so um, if people want to check me out, I'm over at jeremyryanslate.com, or if they want to check out my brand new book, which came out in June, it's called Unremarkable to Extraordinary. It's a lot of the principles um, that we've talked about today and things you can apply in your life to have an extraordinary life and and create some extraordinary success. That's over at getextraordinarybook.com. Awesome. I'll put those links in there. Thank you so much. And um, tell me, uh, just in closing, what your thoughts are on what – 
you know, what we're going to see in the near future and, and what you expect to happen. In terms of what, man? Like, that's so that, that's very just, broad. <laughs> just, uh, well, just in just in the um, just in the the state of things in America and, and in in relation specifically to Mao's plan and, and where <clears throat> where you see uh, the country in the next year here. I think if we don't reelect Trump, we're screwed. So I would say we need some tremendous success um, in the in the in the upcoming uh, year, um, because I think this is I, I had talked to, to General Michael Flynn on my show last week. And I said and I had asked him, you know, why are they so afraid of you? And it's basically because he knows where all the bodies are buried and he knows how all the systems work. So I think this time around, you know, he's not going to you know, he won't get fooled again. And I think he'll he'll find the right people and he knows everything works and he's not going to trust the uh, the powers that be like he did earlier. So I think the fact that they're trying so hard to keep this man out tells me that he needs to be there. I think that's what we have yeah. to worry about. And if we can handle that, we can handle a lot. Amen. I agree with you on everything that we said today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Love to have you back. Folks, check out the links in the description and make sure you follow up. Check out the book. Check out the website. Check out the podcast. Uh, thanks again. And we'll have you, have you back soon. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. This is great, man. Thank you. Well, I'd love for you to comment on the interview, and you can do that on the social media channels that you see this on, as well as by emailing me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. And given the state of the economy, I wanted to tell you about it. Uh, I don't have an ad for it as, as far as video goes, but uh, you can go to Kirk Elliott phd.com that's elliot with two l's and two t's kirk elliot phd.com slash the patriot review 
slash. Make sure you put the last slash in there to get to the, the correct page. Check it out. You can uh, get all kinds of free financial advice as well as get um, gold and silver at uh, great deals. So check that out and diversify your investment because God knows with this guy in office, it's probably going to get worse. Uh, so check that out. Also, one of the things that uh, that uh, was on um, the first set of ads was this Kingdom Fuel. And I want to tell you about uh, this and where to go for this for those of you that are on the podcast. So Sherwood.tv slash TPR. There's a lot of great products. There's more products than just this Kingdom Fuel by far. So Dr. Sherwood has been on the show before and uh, he uh, has a lot of great stuff over there at Sherwood.tv slash TPR. You can get a special deal using that. Also wanted to mention that, uh, of course, TPR is the MyPillow code as well as the MyStore code. So it's not just the uh, the MyPillow. It's also the store. So you can go to MyStore.com and use TPR as well. For those of you that are on Frank Social, I really, if you're not, I really recommend it. I love the platform. Uh, they, in, they really involve... Um, content creators on creating a platform that's user-friendly and also has the features that people want. So the, the features that are already there and the features that are coming really make it a, a great platform. If you haven't gone on there, check it out. For three bucks a month, less than a cup of coffee for one day, you can get uh, access to my premium content. So Q&A with me on Zoom once a month. You get uh, subscriber-only special stories. Uh, you get behind-the-scenes stuff for the Patriot Review. And you get early viewing rights to the documentaries that I create, and they're pro-Christian, pro-America first. Uh, so uh, America First Productions is the, the website where you can learn more about the current projects that are going on, and you can check that out. So 3 bucks a month. All you have to do is go to my profile page on franksocial.com and you can click subscribe. Three bucks a month is locked in for life. Even if the price goes up, you're still three bucks a month. So it's it's uh, very inexpensive and uh, hopefully that grows so that I can really start creating more and more content for it to make it a better value for people as we go. So uh, one last thing, I am appearing on the panel every Saturday, except the first Saturday of the month. So the second, third, and fourth Saturdays of the month, I will be on Awake Nation on their show, Saturdays at noon Central Time. And uh, there's a panel of us, and sometimes the panel changes a little bit, but um, I will be on there as uh, often as I can, and it's an opportunity for me to find more guests as well. So it's a great show. If you haven't checked it out, you can do that and uh, would be very much appreciated. So in closing, I just have a few minutes. And what I wanted to talk about here was, I'm going to bring this window up. The uh, I do something occasionally, and I'm going to make this more part of the show, which is called Frank Feed. And I just talk about you know the um, things that are going on in the country. And I wanted to mention... See if I have this story up here yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, here's another uh, episode today. If you haven't seen it as of yet, where uh, Biden he basically was groping uh, Eva Longoria, I think her name is, and um, 
this got me thinking about you know the symptoms of Alzheimer's and how depending on the part of the brain affected um, people who have Alzheimer's you know they get they can get more hostile they can lose their filter and they can you know do things like this where they grow people but but then I got to thinking you know the the only difference between this Joe and the Joe that's existed for years and years is that normally his victims are younger so is it really a dementia Alzheimer's thing or is it just Joe is he is he really that arrogant and I think he is so I you know it, it's every day something is coming out with Joe so it's uh it's just never ending he's a he's a never-ending gift for Trump really so uh also wanted to bring about this story and uh, bring it up and if you haven't read it go check it out this is about uh, one of the J6ers who is on a hunger strike and this article just goes into you know uh, the continuation of what I view as the biggest travesty of justice in uh, the history of America which is the America right the American Reichstag fire which is what we call uh, January 6th also the really cool things that are being posted on Frank social I will repost sometimes so I thought this one was really appropriate imagine if kids were getting secretly baptized at school instead of you know being handed uh, uh, drugs for gender transition and, and those sorts of things imagine the reaction of the left the violent side of the political spectrum is is the left um, regardless of what they say and and the and the crap that we're being fed on the mainstream media about uh, January 6 and Trump supposedly creating that, that situation where you know I've shown this a number of times and maybe I'll bring it back again in, in an episode uh, coming up where I show just a litany of the left talking about violence and uh, Maxine Waters is, is one and Pelosi and uh, Harris and you know just the whole BLM Antifa thing and more and you know then uh, them being guilty again of doing what they accuse others of doing so I just thought that this was really well said in a very short sentence and that is the absolute truth so I do have some announcements coming up hopefully I'll be able to share those next week um, as I mentioned in the interview I'm excited about them so if you're a Patriot Review uh, viewer yeah, I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised and I hope that you stick around and I hope that um, we can grow together with the show and um, I just want to thank you for being here and I'm going to exit with uh, another Trump commercial which I really find to be very truthful President Trump has just been impeached on both Article the 1 The only President of the United States to be impeached for a second time. committee releasing its final 845-page report. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted. Remember this, nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. Following your convictions, means you must be willing to face criticism from those who lack the same courage to do what is right. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world. 
and who make a real and lasting difference. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. This is a party that wants an outsider badly. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. You must keep pushing forward. Never, ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit, you'll want to go home. I can't do it. I can't do it. Just never quit. You will build a future where we have the courage to chase our dreams no matter what the cynics and the doubters have to say. You will have the confidence to speak the hopes in your hearts and to express the love that stirs your souls. And you will have the faith to replace a broken establishment with a government that serves and protects the people. But they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And I always will stand in their way.